Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, welcome to the very first episode of Always Hungry from iHeartRadio. My name is Bobby Flay and I'm here with my daughter and co-host Sophie. Hi there, I'm Sophie Flay. What's up everybody? So excited to be here, but I am feeling a little hungry. Uh, Well, don't worry about that. I'll be cooking in a minute, Soph. But first, let's explain to everybody what they're going to hear on this podcast. All right, good idea. So you're my dad, Bobby Flay, the Iron Chef, also known as Super Chef. Yeah, I would like you to continue to refer to me as that from here on in, Sophie. Thank you very much. I mean, I am a chef, grew up in New York City, you know, my whole life. Uh, I'm going to approach this podcast from my perspective, being someone, you know, from a different generation than you. But that's enough about me. Why don't we tell everybody about you? Let's do it. All right, so you know food, you know, growing up in my household, and you aren't exactly a professional cook, But everybody should know that you're actually a community journalist here in L.A. That's right. I'm a community journalist at ABC7 Los Angeles. So I'll be bringing a local reporter's perspective and the perspective of a much younger generation. Mm -hmm. And I'll try to teach you a thing or two along the way. All right, bring it. (laughs) So in each episode of Always Hungry, we'll pick one single theme. We'll cook a recipe based on that theme. And then we'll sit down at the table together and eat and discuss. Some of those themes will be as simple as a specific dish like burgers or tacos. 
but other themes will be larger concepts like travel stories or what makes a good restaurant. And today, for our first episode, our theme is... Getting dressed up. Let's do it. Sounds good. Let's head to the kitchen. Okay, so... What are we doing today? We're going to make a potato pancakes with creme fraiche and caviar and smoked salmon. Yum! This is a dish that I made you for New Year's Eve. It's a very highbrow dish because there's caviar on it and stuff like that. But yes. and, and you don't actually have to do that. But, like, I wanted to do something a little bit sort of, like, fancy because and we're talking about, like, getting dressed up for dinner and the sort of idea behind what that really means. So basically what I'm doing here is I have a potato, an Idaho potato, that I'm grating on, like, a cheese grater on the big eyes. If you notice, I'm grating it into a, uh, a kitchen towel. You know why Yeah, I'm why doing is it? that? To you get the moisture? Well, I'm going to squeeze out all of the the water content so we can make these potato pancakes nice and crispy. So yes, the moisture. Exactly, you're right. So we wrap it up in the towel and then basically we just like squeeze it out. In the oh. Sink. Watch this. You can see like, you can see all the juice coming right through the towel. You wanna dry out the potato as much as you can. Okay, I'm tired. <laughs> it's a workout. Yeah, never seen that before. So then we put the drained out potato in a bowl. Sure. And then an egg. Just like making, you know, in the Jewish culture, they call these latkes. They're potato pancakes. So then I'm using some flour. This is actually Wondra flour, which is like flour that's already been steamed, and it just dissolves really well. And then some salt and pepper, and that's basically it. I'm going to mix this up. Is this how you would make like a potato latka? Yeah. It's like the same thing? I just said that. You didn't hear me say that? Oh, no, I didn't hear you say oh, that. Oh, said in the Jewish culture, they call it latke. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. No, I, I literally didn't. Welcome back, Sophie. <laughs> Today we're talking about, I'm not sure if the right word is etiquette, but the approach to getting dressed up when you go out to dinner Mm -hmm. or lunch. Yeah. You know, you go to a restaurant, like what do you wear? I mean, obviously it depends on a lot of things. So it depends on how formal the restaurant is, like where you are in the world. Yes. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, time of day. Definitely. Lunch, dinner. Yes. Late night. So I'll go first. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What are you laughing at? Why are you laughing? Because you know know I want to talk about this? Yeah. Okay. I do want to talk about it. So, I mean, for you, what's the difference between, like, really dining out, getting an experience, and just, like, going out for a bite to eat? You're talking about this, like, putting on a suit, having this whole experience, dressing up, but we would not do the same if we went to Melons or something like that, you know? No, of course not. If if, if all of a sudden, like, oh, are you hungry? Yeah, I'm hungry. Let's go get something to eat. What do you want? A cheeseburger? Okay, that's one thing. Does it matter what you wear? Probably not. I think that, you know, a reservation that you made weeks in advance, it's a special occasion, it's somebody's birthday, or you have like a really, really like important date, or even a business dinner. I think that that's, that's an occasion. And I think that those occasions should be highlighted by what you wear. You know what's funny is like, I remember distinctly, we used to go on these father-daughter trips to Europe, which mm-hmm. were great growing up, and... I remember distinctly one of our trips, I was like wearing sweatpants on the plane and you were like, I can't believe you're wearing sweatpants on the plane. Is that what I said to you? Yes. I was like, what? You were like, I just wouldn't dress like that on a plane. I was like, bro, <laughs> you have got to be kidding me that you're shaming me for wearing sweatpants on the well, plane. Well, I wasn't shaming you. I just, <laughs> I you know, know, I know. I'm parenting, it's called. I know, but I think that you're also something that's like, great about you is you're very modern but you have like a classic mindset about certain things like you love to get dressed up you love to wear a nice suit like if you're going on a date you get dressed up you know that sort of thing like yeah I I was you're not not laid back in that sense I literally think that I should have lived in a different era like the 40s and 50s I mean seriously Mm. because I like wearing really classic beautiful clothing if I can 
and I have to make excuses to find experiences to do it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like in the winter in New York, like I love wearing like an amazing fedora. Right. Oh, like yes, you do. Like, <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, sir. Yes, you do. I'm sorry. Hey. That's, that, you know, that's what's happening. But you know what I would love to get dressed up for is like a dining experience with a guy who's doing like live jazz or like someone who's doing a great like Frank Sinatra medley sort of thing. Okay, so those are like supper clubs and they don't exist anymore. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's the era I wanted to live in. Right. You know, where like it's Friday night and you're going to the supper club and you're going to have dinner at this table and you're going to like tip the maitre d' for a good table because he knows you. I mean, it's a whole thing. Yeah. It's like the whole thing. Yeah. And then, like, and then this great band or band leader or whatever comes out and sings jazz or, or is a crooner or something like that. Right. You know, it's Frankie Valley or it's Frank Sinatra or it's although, yeah. that doesn't exist anymore. Right. So, listen, it's just, People don't do it. Yeah. I would love to do something like that. Yeah. That's so, um, like, marvelous Miss Maisel. Totally. Mrs. Well, Maisel. That, that's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, look at the clothes in that show. Spectacular. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I try to get those old school experiences that I talk about today. Mm-hmm. The place that I really like to go is the grill. Okay. Because it feels old school but new. I mean, it's a very famous place. It's, it's in the Seagram's building, which is the actual restaurant itself is landmarked. Hmm. So there's only so many things you can do to it. And even though there's a new restaurant in there called The Grill, you know, it's like tableside service. The, the captains are in tuxedos. You know, they're very buttoned up. They serve like sort of French style. They do a lot of tableside stuff. And when I go there... The first thing I do before I sit down is I go to the bar and I order a perfect martini. Yum. Okay? I'm going to have the quintessential New York experience. So I'm going to start with a martini, then I'm going to go to my table, and I'm going to have a spectacular dinner. And it's going to be long, and it's going to be fun, and everybody's going to be dressed up, except for the guys next to me who are wearing T-shirts. <laughs> but at my table, like, we're living in the, the roaring 20s. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, there is a, a spot here in L.A. called Delilah. Have you ever been there? No. It's an H. Wood Group restaurant. You know, it kind of like turns into a club bar like later as the night goes on. But they do have live jazz and amazing performers and like, you know, these beautiful feather costumes. It, it's very much Roaring Twenties-esque. But yeah, they, they do a great job of capturing that. You know, I think it's like Tuesdays and Sundays they have live jazz. It's super fun. Here's the thing. A restaurant is many things. You know, as a chef, I always want the food to be the most important thing in a person's experience. The bottom line, Sophie, is that service is much more important to people than the food. Mm -hmm. So if you have a great meal and bad service, people aren't coming back. If you have great service and mediocre food, they tend to come back more. As somebody who cooks for a living, I hate that, but that's the truth. Yep. So obviously food and service and the ambiance, the design, all those things play into an, an experience. And I think that when you're going to a restaurant, I think it behooves you to think about, you know, how are you going to dress to play the part in that role that night, you know, in a way. As, as, I want to know, know what your soundtrack is. What's my soundtrack? Yeah. Well, it to your movie. <laughs> it's got, it's definitely some Frank Sinatra to start. Okay, sure. Fly me to the moon. Yeah. Hey. And we're going to move on to Jay-Z okay. for the middle of the night. Okay, and then we're going to the club. Okay, so we have our pan with a good amount of oil. It's starting to smoke a tiny bit. And then what you do is you put like a little spoonful of the potato mixture Yum. in the pan. And then you press it down with the back of the spoon so it gets thinner. 
You know and I mean? you want your pan to be hot? Yeah, you want your pan to be pretty hot. Because we want the potatoes to brown. Right. Yum. And it's just a few ingredients. You can make these at home. This is great. You can just put sour cream on top of them or some applesauce. Love it. This is like a Christmas, New Year's. Yeah. This is a really fun hors d'oeuvre. Yeah, very festive. I think I remember you eating a bunch of these on New Year's Eve. Well, I can't remember. Yeah. For other reasons. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so basically what you want to see here, now if you notice, you can see like right around the edges, they're starting to get crispy. Starting yes. to get brown, and that's what you want. Yes. Obviously, you want the potatoes to cook through, so we can turn the heat down after we flip them over. See that? Yes. That's what you want. I mean, you want that nice, that nice crispy edge, so mm. that when you bite into the smoked salmon, the creme fraiche, and the caviar, it's on this great vehicle of this crispy potato. It's like a little potato chip. Yeah, but better. <laughs> we started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation. I don't feel like I have to get married yeah. at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. 
I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready. You know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here... We have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. But like I was in a restaurant, which was formerly the Four Seasons restaurant. This is a very, very buttoned up, midtown, expensive, you know, beautiful service restaurant. And there were people just like in t-shirts sitting there. And like, listen, if that's the way they want to express themselves, be my guest. I just, to me, it doesn't match the experience. Mm -hmm. I get that. But also people are just dressing more casually these days. You know, I live mostly in New York City. You live in Los Angeles. And the difference, the way people get dressed here, I mean, everybody wears sneakers to dinner. Well, everyone wears sneakers everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> yes. So it's sneakers, jeans, and a t-shirt, and maybe like a little bomber jacket. Yeah. Okay? Nobody's putting on a suit. Nobody's putting on a tie, ever. Yeah. I mean, you never see it. When we were thinking about this episode, one restaurant that came to mind that I thought to look up, that they have a location in New York, they have a location in LA, is Catch, the restaurant Catch. And I looked on their website to see if they had a dress code because there's only so many places I feel like that actually do. But Catch does. We kindly ask our guests to abide by the smart, casual dress code of Catch restaurants. No beachwear, athletic tops, T-shirts or sweatpants, casual shorts, flip-flops, excessively revealing clothing. Okay. I understand exactly what they're trying to do. They're trying to, like, have some decorum. 
Now, at the same time, it's casual decorum. They're not telling people you have to wear a jacket and tie to come to catch. What they're saying is, don't make believe you're coming from the beach to come here, right? Have you ever had a dress code at any of your restaurants? Not specifically. Do I want people just wearing tank tops, shorts, and flip-flops in my restaurant? I probably don't. Would I ask them to kindly leave? I don't think I would. Okay, well, let me ask you this. You're about to open a brand new restaurant in Las Vegas. Very exciting. Are you going to have a dress code? Is there a way you'd like people to, to dress? Okay, so that's a great question. And actually, it's an interesting conversation for this particular restaurant. The restaurant's called Amalfi, so clearly it's about the Amalfi Coast. So if you've been to the Amalfi Coast or if you know anything about the Amalfi Coast, you understand that it's very warm weather destination. It's right on the Tyranny Sea. And people are dressed in bathing suits and linen, <laughs> you know, really sort of very smart, so to speak, linen shirts. And, you know, they're in shorts, but nice shorts. <laughs> no, seriously. No, I, like, yes, like, I know. There's a lot of style on the Amalfi Coast, but it's very casual style. Right. And, you know, people are going to be drinking Aperol spritzes <laughs> and Campari spritzes. And, so good. And the restaurant is designed with that sort of feeling in mind. We're trying to evoke the Amalfi Coast in the middle of Caesar's Palace. <laughs> I mean, it's going to happen. I yeah. mean, that's, that's the great thing about places like Caesar's Palace right. in Las Vegas is they bring your fantasy to life. Right. And so obviously it's my job, one of my jobs, is to make sure that you know, you're getting that feeling through the food. So it's going to be a lot of like fish and pastas. and It's going to feel casual but buttoned up. And so maybe that's the dress code. Casual but buttoned up. Okay. When people say, how should we dress? That's the first thing that just came to mind. So maybe that's what it is. Just like What does that mean to you, though? It means that, like... Wear your best your, button-down pink salmon. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, I think at the very high end of it, sports jacket and, you know, a collared shirt. And you could be wearing chinos or you can be wearing a great pair of jeans. You could be wearing sneakers. You could be wearing a great pair of shoes. Sort of like resort wear going out at night. You know? Yep. For the ladies, maybe they're wearing like a great summer dress or something. I don't know. Yeah. You tell me. <laughs> I, I mean, here's the thing. It's also Vegas. I know. Like, people have their Vegas outfits and they want to flaunt them. I totally get it. Whatever you want to eat pasta and fish in, that's what you should come in. <laughs> that's a pretty good dress code. You always cook things so fast. Yeah, well. That might sound stupid, but... You like tend to skip a lot of steps, I feel like, to make things just quicker. No, I'm not skipping steps. What I'm doing is I'm... I'm Using your knowledge. <laughs> no, it's not just the knowledge. What happens is I'm multitasking things you're not even seeing. Right. And that means that I'm doing a bunch of things all at the same time where a lot of people like a home cook might do things in succession. I'm doing things all at the same time. Right. That also means that I get the food out faster. Right. And also, I use every pot in the house. <laughs> right. You do create a mess. Yeah. How do these look? They look gorgeous. They're like golden brown. Yeah, that's the key. When you're making these potato pancakes or these latkes, if the oil isn't hot enough, two things are going to happen. Number one, it's not going to get brown. It's going to be soggy. And also, if the oil's not hot enough, it doesn't repel away from the potato. It becomes part of the potato, so then they get greasy. Got it. Okay. All right. And then you want to take a paper towel and you just want these to drain some of the oil for a second. Oh, sure. Okay. But while they're still warm... What do you do? What do you mean? What would you do right now? While they're still warm? Yeah. Salt them. Oh, okay. Because what happens is, this is like for french fries or potato chips or potato pancakes. The oil is going to hold on to the salt while it's still warm. Got it. And now they're seasoned. Okay? Let those cool down for a second. 
and then we can start putting them together. When I take a trip to Europe, for instance, if I'm in Rome or Barcelona or Paris or something like that, I specifically bring suits. I get dressed up for every meal, which is an unusual thing for somebody who's a tourist to do, especially American tourists. They're very, very casual even when they travel. Yeah, you use it as like an opportunity. I use it as an opportunity to get dressed. And also, it's almost like living the movie of your life. I want to fantasize that I'm actually living in that city. And as a local, because a lot of locals do that in places like in Europe, they get dressed up just to go have lunch. And I always think that you can never be overdressed. You can be underdressed. That's true. It's really hard to be overdressed. I totally agree. Um, I love the idea of going to lunch in a great suit in some European city or even in the United States. I mean, for sure, in New York City or Los Angeles, whatever it is. And like having, you know, having a great bottle of wine and having a wonderful lunch and sharing it with somebody that you either care about or you're on a business lunch or whatever it is. I just love that. That's a rarity these days. I love the term dress smart. What does that mean to you? Business casual. Here's the thing. When you say something like that, it's very open to interpretation. Sure. Dress smart to me and you could be very, very different things. Right. I think what they're trying to say is be sensible and have some respect. Respect. To... To the establishment, so Mm -hmm. to speak, and the people around you. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that that's really what it comes down to. But also, like, I don't know, like, I love wearing a suit. I love wearing a blazer. You do? Yeah, love it. I love a good tailored suit. When we go to, like, some big horse race or something and we have lots of people, I'm always in a suit. Yeah. And so is everybody else. Yeah. And we're still having a good time. For some reason, people think that if you get too dressed up, you're taking the fun out of it. To me, it's the opposite. Yeah, I, when I, I totally when, agree. Right? Yeah. So w- when I'm dressed up, I feel like I'm about to have a good time. <laughs> like, you know. Oh, watch out. That's right. It hey. will come. Yeah, no, I, 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 I totally agree. Look, here's the thing. I love clothes, and I don't get ample opportunities in my everyday life to put a really great suit on. Right. I have a bunch of suits that I like. I like shopping for them, and I like wearing them. And, and I try to find opportunities to wear them, because usually I'm in my chef coat or an apron or some jeans. Right. And you know, I'm cooking in a kitchen somewhere, or I'm wearing a plaid shirt on Beat Bobby Flay, which everybody makes <laughs> everybody makes fun of me for. Do they? Is that a thing? Are you kidding you me? You get that feedback? People say to me, "There's no plaid shirts left in the world because you have them all." Oh my god, that's so funny. Well, oh yeah, they're right. I know. <laughs> so, just that, so everybody understands, like I have a person who helps me with wardrobe named Courtney who's been with me forever, and we, we have this conversation all the time. I kind of make fun of her. I'm like, how did you find yet another plaid shirt for me to wear? <laughs> and her, her thing is like, look, you're a guy in his 50s, and you're in casual wear to do this show. Like, what other things do you think you're going to wear? <laughs> you know, it's like, we've, it's done, true. we've done the Henleys. The T-shirts look kind of sloppy. You had that um, vest phase. Yeah, the, okay. I didn't have a vest <laughs> phase, Sophie. Dad, I saw the funniest photo of you in, you were young. You must have been in like your, your 20s. And you're wearing these like striped overalls. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, that was grilling and chilling. Yeah, that was the worst shot of <laughs> Grilling and chilling. Okay, so first of all, stop like looking for stuff, okay? By the way, it, that found me. Okay, congratulations. <laughs> anyway, we're not talking about this. We're talking about something else. everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. 
In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. 
Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready. To, you know, People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's the salmon situation here? So the salmon situation, so, so we have some Gravlox here, which is cured salmon. Mm. Um, you could use smoked salmon, I think that Gravlox is a really good way to go, especially with something like caviar, because you know if it's a very strong smoked salmon, you'll blow it out of the water. So you want something kind of mild. This has some dill on it. It's very beautiful. I love the dill on the smoked salmon. Yeah, but that's a very classic cured salmon ingredient. And then some creme fraiche, of course. And Always. Then, and then caviar. So basically, we're gonna, you know, we're going to layer this. So we go potato pancakes, salmon, creme fraiche, and then a little dollop of, a, of the caviar on top. Mm. I mean, the caviar is really sort of a, a luxury and, you know, if you don't like caviar or you still don't feel like eating it, I mean, you could stop with the salmon and the creme fraiche. Be so, so good, yeah. So delicious. And we could put some chives on here if we wanted to, but I think we're not going to do oh, that Oh, we used the whole little jar of caviar. We're fancy Just today. Small jar. There you go. So pretty. Yeah. So fancy. <laughs> That'll be $100. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can promise you this. I didn't invent this dish. Mm-hmm. But I love making it. So good. Yum. Mm. Yeah. All right. Let's go get dressed. When you go out to dinner in a nice restaurant, what do you think about? Where you going after dinner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the schedule of the night is. But I don't know. Like, I don't wear a lot of high heels. Like, I just don't. Why not? What's the reasoning? Comfort? Comfort. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And also, like, upscale street style is so in right now. How, that, do, you, how do you describe that? Upscale street uh, style. I guess upscale is based on brand, but... Expensive street style. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so if I, was gonna, I don't spend a lot of money in designer brands. I, that's not really my thing, but... All right, so if you were going to dress me in street style, what would it be? Oh, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hiding you in the closet. <laughs> Sophie, street I, style. I, Sophie, how would I dress you in street Sophie, style? Sophie, you used to like to hang out with me. You know that. I love hanging out with you. Okay. Just, we just, you know, we have boundaries. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know my place. You know yours. I don't know. Like, if I'm going out to a nice dinner, I'd probably wear, like, boots. Like, a boot with, like, a heel. Yeah. But I wear a lot of sneakers. I love sneakers. I love sneaker culture. Like, that's, I'm Where do you I'm buy your sneakers? That. Do you go to um, Kith? Um, yeah, sometimes I go to Kith. I really like the app Goat. It's, like, a specialty sneaker app. There's like not one place in particular. So, so you're not throwing on a dress. You're not throwing on a little black dress. Oh, maybe like I that. am, but I can okay. wear that with sneakers. Interesting. Yeah. And do you feel like you dress differently than now that you live in Los Angeles versus the way you used to live? No, I think I dress pretty similarly. Yeah. I grew up in Fairfield. I That's such a preppy town and I really wanted to be good at dressing preppy and I never was. 
I always gravitated more towards like New York or LA. Yeah. Like, well, you spent a lot of time in New York too. Yeah, right. exactly. But yeah, I probably wouldn't wear sneakers to like catch or like Mastro's. But I don't know. I wouldn't put it past me. I, yeah, it's just different. It's just different. Like, if you were going to lunch in Italy, you wanted to dress up, right? Like, you would wear a suit, but you might also wear sneakers. Well, yeah, because that's sort of the fashion of the moment. Right. Where people are wearing sneakers with suits. suits. Oh, you know what you said to me? You were like, if you go to sushi, what do you wear? Yeah, well, exactly. Let's just run through a couple of ideas. Like, I want to hear more about what somebody in your position, you know, you go out on dates or you go out with friends. You're in your mid-20s. You live in this fun city. Like, sushi is a big deal, right? Like, people, like, go out to sushi a lot. They don't? I guess we do, yeah. If you do, like, omakase, that's a little bit more okay. dressed up, right? right? But, like, you're more likely to find me at Kazunori and at the sushi bar. Kazunori is the place that you took me? Yes. Okay. So if you go to Kazunori with your dad... Yes. <laughs> ...versus going out with your girlfriends to Nobu... Okay. you dressing differently? Yes. Okay, take me through it. If I'm going to... <laughs> If I'm going to Kazunori with you, yeah. I'm wearing- You don't bring your wallet. We know I, that. <laughs> oh my God. I politely offer and you <laughs> push my card away. Just FYI, never happened. <laughs> never. <laughs> um, I'm With you, I'm wearing jeans and a t-shirt, maybe a sweater, maybe yeah. a, like a leather jacket, sneakers mm-hmm. for sure. If I'm going to Nobu with the girls, yeah. <laughs> which- I don't know where we're getting the money for that, but, <laughs> if, but if I'm... It's, it's a special occasion. Somebody's birthday. It's okay. Whitney's birthday. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry. We are probably wearing... The same thing. <laughs> well, no. I mean, we're getting like a little more dressed up. Like, I feel like I'm always wearing jeans, like in some capacity, like a black jean, maybe like a blouse, a crop top situation, leather jacket, and like black booties. So really... Anytime you're like going out with your girls, like in LA, for instance, like if you went to Bestia, you'd be wearing the same thing? Yeah. I mean, I think you could probably be a little more casual there. I don't know. Like, I'm not really a dress girl. I really want to be a dress girl, but I just, I don't know. It's no. just really not me. Right. You have such great style. Thanks. I think our dressed up is not so, so different from our everyday. I mean, it's just a lot of black. Yeah. It's not a lot of color. I'm not wearing a lot of color, I'm wearing a lot of black. A lot of black, white, and blue. All right. Well, on that note, where are we going to dinner tonight? Nobu on you. Uh, sure. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I'm dead. Yellow tail. Let's get at it. <laughs> Always Hungry is created by Bobby Flay and Sophie Flay. Our executive producer is Christopher Hasiotis. Always Hungry is produced, edited, and mixed by Jonathan Hawes Dressler. Always Hungry is engineered by Sophie Flay. <laughs> Sophie, you engineered this? Uh, you bet. You couldn't even plug in a microphone without me. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> uh, for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, um, don't ask me to, to hook it up. Uh, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thank you, Sophie, for plugging us in. <laughs> The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.